Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer. A senior resource specialist, Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. And by Asheville Farms. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all major podcast platforms. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who love sharing the best and the worst of traveling and are on a journey to help other travelers. Well, my guest today is Mark Walters, and his Walters World Travel YouTube channel is awesome. I tuned into it a couple of years ago, Mark, and I'm telling you, I am kind of starstruck having you on Speaking of Travel today. Thank you for being here. Hello, Marilyn. You make me blush. It's great to be on here with other fellow travelers who like to talk about the good and the bad of travel to make a better travel experience for everybody. So I was really happy when you reached out to say, hey, could you come on? And so it's it's a pleasure to be here. Well, Mark, I have to tell you that one of the first videos that I watched of yours was you were somewhere, I don't know, maybe in Italy and you were by a bridge and you were you were talking about your travel experience with your kids and your wife and you were giving some travel tips and they were like real authentic travel tips like wow I could travel with this guy easy <laughs> give us a little backstory what got you going on the road like that so I've been tra- it's funny because like as a child we never traveled farther than like Illinois to Ohio but once I started to travel internationally it just kind of 
I was about 16. I went and studied in Australia. Just it never stops. It's been like 30 years now straight of traveling. And uh, I started making the videos just because I saw so many blogs and vlogs and, and guidebooks that really fluffed up a lot of places. Like you see that now with TikTok and Instagram, where there's the 20 second clip of how wonderful this place is, which is cool. But no one was really telling you, hey, look, you know, watch out for the the dog poop on the streets here and watch out for, you know, you have to pay for the bread and the butter in some places where some travelers didn't know that. And so I started seeing a lot of these, you know, little hiccups that some people would really let ruin their vacation. I said, that's not right. Let's help people be better prepared for traveling, whether it's about the culture, whether it's about safety, whether it's about the sites to see. And so we kind of really delved into it, really went deep and started making all these videos. And they start off with five things you love and hate about traveling, which at the time, everyone was only telling you the top 10 things to do. And every city was the new Paris or the new Venice of the North or whatever. I was like, hey, you know what? There's one Venice. Let's talk about places honestly so people can make better decisions when they do travel. Well, you really made an impact because now you have like millions of views, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. People are looking at you and your family, uh, you know, really as uh influencers maybe we could say <laughs> right yeah so yeah some people that it's been a real blessing i mean i can't say enough how wonderful the support's been over the years because i know when i started making these videos like I, my first youtube channel was like 2007 or 2008 but walter's world we started in 2009 and i remember just making the videos for fun because i saw my friends back in the u.s i was, I was living abroad at the time and i saw my friends you know didn't really get a lot of honest advice. I'm like, let's just make videos, help out. You know, my wife was my fiance at the time, my wife now, you know, she was going to come live with me in Portugal. So I started making videos to help her out. And then it would kind of like grew from there, just trying to give like honest advice. And I honestly never thought it would become like a career or like it would ever be. I mean, we're almost at a million subscribers now and on YouTube and we've got 210 million views. I mean, I remember when we got like our first like thousand view video and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, and it was just so wonderful. And I remember people back in the day were like, oh, you're just a, you know, a fat old guy. No one's going to listen to you. And then they can listen to all these young, beautiful people. I'm like, you know what? You're right. But I still made the videos because I'm like, even balding fat guys still want to have a good time when they travel and want to be prepared. And, and we've really focused on helping everybody travel better, whether you're a student, whether you're a family, whether you're a solo traveler, male, female, all over. We really started to feel like try to build up just honest travel advice, not the, Hey, you know what? If you take an extra bag at the duty free, you can you know, fake bringing more stuff on the plane. Like that's not, that's not moral. Like we're not going to do that. We're going to give you honest stuff that you can actually use instead of like silly hacks that, yeah, that technically works, but, you know, you could get caught and it'd be more trouble, you know? And so we really focused on giving people that honest advice and it's grown over the years to where it is now that it's just wonderful. We travel around, people come up and say hi to us when we're filming or, or sometimes people will, will write me like they'll DM me on Instagram. Like I saw you today filming, but I didn't want to come up. I thought that would be weird. So I'm sending you a DM on Instagram. I'm like, I'm like, that's even more weird than if you want to come up. So Please, if you see us when we're filming, come on and say hi. We always love meeting other fellow travelers, but it's just amazing how it's gone from just a little hobby on the side to something this big. Well, I, and when did you start? You said it was when you were, I mean, that was quite some time ago. Travel has certainly changed so much. And having that longevity, we, the outside people looking in on your honest travel tips and the fun that you're having, it's almost like watching a 
a show. We get to watch your kids grow up and, you know, there are different things that are happening when they're toddlers to when they're happening when they're tweens, right? Yeah. And that's one thing that's fun. It's like people... Like, this is one of the things I get really sad when I hear people like because I'm a college professor in my day job. And so, I, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years of teaching, too. And I see my students over the years and, they, you know, they, they, they finish school. And they do their backpacking through Europe or South America when they graduate college. And then they do their things. And then they get married and they have a kid. And I've seen people like hold up their passport with a lighter, like on an Instagram post, say, well, now that i got kids. I might as well bring my passport. We're never going to travel again. I'm like, are you crazy? That's the best time. I still remember our youngest son, his first steps on his own were in Paris. And people are like, well, he won't remember that. I'm like, um, but we will. And that's why you have pictures. And so having those experiences with your kids was just like one of these things. And and I see it now. And one thing that's fun is like I, I, have, I was back in Paris, filmed some new Paris videos. And we're, so hint, 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 spoiler, there's some new Paris videos coming out. And I have video that I'm using in it, but there's like, Cause you know, it's fun to see. It's like, Hey, you'll see where my kid is literally learning how to walk in a park. And then you'll see him again, playing soccer, like 10 years later in that same park behind the Eiffel tower. You're like, yes, these are things you can do, whether they're teenagers, whether they're tweens, whether they're kids. And so it's been kind of cool. And, and every year we do this uh, 12 days of Christmas video. And so like we take the 12 days of Christmas, but we make it like based on travel and we film it all over the world all throughout the year. So I'm, you know, it's so it's like the first day of Christmas, my true love to be a traveling family. And, but we do that all different places. Then every day is something different. And so when I go through those, it's like, you kind of remember reminisce the year, but we've do this. This is our eighth year in a row. We've made the song. And I was looking back at the first one from 2015. I'm like, Oh, the kids are so little. Oh, there was no salt in my beard. It was all brown. <laughs> you know, and you just like breaks your it like breaks your habit. It makes you so excited. And then I see my kids, and you know, we we used to do like an interview with them every every year or so, where we they talk about their experiences, which is really nice to kind of look back. Liam's our youngest now, eleven, and he has a video from when he was like three. You know, and he's talking about it. And now he's start he started his own channel. He, we were in Italy. We were in Italy. He did a couple of videos, like one just like, hey, here's some I'm like, hey Lee, why don't you give some tips for kids going to Italy? And he came up with his soliloquy. I'm like, wow, I was not expecting that. Like I was just like, dude, that was amazing. I'm like, I'm glad I recorded that, you know? So it was just kind of cool. Oh my God. Well, I love it. I love your enthusiasm and the fun times that you're having and making it look so easy, but we know it's always not that easy. There's the back, you know, what's going on in the background, what's going on, just the due diligence of getting a big trip like that together. So Mark, when we come back, let's kind of focus on how you all as a family even get it together to make these kind of trip happen. And then we can get some ideas on what we can do to, to do that ourselves, right? Sounds fantastic. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Mark Walters, and we are talking about travel and family travel and logistics and just having fun when you travel. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey. Every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. Traveling to new places is good for everybody, but sometimes travel can be challenging. The good news is there are products available that can put your traveling concerns at ease. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Mark Walters, and he's an award-winning travel vlogger and an educator. And Mark, I love talking to you. It's like, like I said, I'm a little starstruck, but I have to know, what is a vlogger? Like V-L-O-G-G-E-R. Even in 2022, what is a vlogger? So people know what a blogger is because they write blogs and put them online. But a vlogger, they do videos instead. Like we have blogs, but they're about our videos. And a vlogger focuses on making video content about the things they want to talk about, whereas a blogger writes it down. That's all it is. Imagine it's like a video journalist. They're just the they, they, it's a video way of getting your point across. Well, you definitely get your point across. And your videos are so engaging and they're so interactive and real, like you were saying, honest. It's like being on a trip with your friends or your family, people that you feel comfy with. So give us kind of an idea of what's really going on in the background, because it's not all that flowery. There has to be like, how do you do your due diligence on all these trips? So for me, like as a traveler, I'm always doing as much research as I can before I go. Um, like I will read tons of blogs. I'll watch tons of YouTube videos. If you look, we have a library in our house. and There's literally a wall just of travel books. And I'll read about the history of where we're going to go. Because I always find like the more you know about the place you're going to go, you can be a better traveler. But you can also get more out of it. Because sometimes you don't realize that that building you just walked by is where the first president of the country was born. And that's where, you know, the the first spaghetti sandwich was made, you know, like you never know. And when you do that research, it's kind of like fun. Like, Oh, I, I never thought about that because then you find things like, Oh, there's, there, there there's an anime museum and, and this guy, I never know. Let's go try those things out. So I really do a lot of research beforehand before we go. And you know, like in terms of like the logistics of it, I look for flights. Like my wife and I do a nice like division of labor here. I like, I'll look for flights. She finds the accommodation. And she's really good at finding stuff that like clean, good location and works for what we need it for. Because sometimes when you travel, you know, like people have to debate, do I do Airbnb or do I do a hotel? Well, now it's like we know for us, if it's four days or less. We're going to do a hotel because there's not enough 
there's not enough reason to unpack and deal with all the extra Airbnb fun, let's say. Whereas a hotel, we can be in and out. If it's longer, then yeah, we're going to do that. But uh, when it comes to like picking our destinations, a lot of times we want to go see our friends. Like 2021 was all about, or 2022 has been all, and 2021 we're all about seeing our friends we didn't see for a year. So we were in Lithuania, we were in Finland, we were in Italy, Ireland, all over the U.S., just to see those people that we hadn't seen for so long, you know, because of COVID had kind of taken our friendships away. So that's one thing. Now, every year we ask our boys, where would you like to go? And so they each pick a destination every year uh, that we go for them. And then we'll ask our fans, where would you like us to go? And so they have at least one destination we're going to go every year that our fans specifically picked for us to go to. And then, you know, maybe there's an event coming up, you know, like before the World Cup in Brazil and, and the Olympics in Rio, we went to Brazil a couple of times to film videos to help people like, look, you're going to be going to Brazil for the World Cup. Here's what you should know. And so we had videos out for that. So that's one of those things like the, the behind the scenes things we don't realize is like, look, there's a lot of things that influence us in terms of where we're going to go. And sometimes it's just like, you know what? We saw Joseph Rosendo in Rwanda and his travel scope episode was so cool. We've got to go there. Like, and so sometimes it's not. And over the years, it, it's we we found that our fans really pick fun destinations for us because yeah, of course you have the people going, you should go to North Korea. I'm like, no, I'm not taking my family there. You know, but then they'll be like, hey, you know, I like we were in Iceland in 2015 before it blew up because people were like, hey, that's a place we were like going to go to. Could you go look for us? Like, sure. We did the same thing for Peru before Peru started getting really big. And so it's, it's kind of nice because sometimes our fans like, you know, there's not a lot of stuff on this. Could you help them out? And over the years, sometimes like we, we specifically do a lot of stuff in Central and South America because a lot of people don't go there, you know, or they don't research because they think, oh, Europe is easy and safe. And I'll do that. But I'm like, you could have a great time in Central America. Heck, if you've got kids, like it's more fun for kids in Central and South America than Europe because there's more outdoor activities. So there's those things there. And of course, Yes, when you travel, there are the little fights you get into and you're like, I've seen your face for too many days in a row. Go do something else. <laughs> so we actually will make sure we plan like every five or six days. They'll be like, hey, you know what? This is the Netflix and do nothing day. So like the kids can chill out at the apartment or at the hotel, just watch movies, be online. I mean, just play at the park. You know, they can do that. Jocelyn will go shopping. I'll go film some videos. But it's just kind of like a day that we're like, look, we're not going to be shove museums and churches down our throat and get burned out. We know that because we usually travel for like, we'll travel for a couple months at a time. You have to have those do nothing days. Otherwise you get burned out. And then if you go on a two week trip and you're burned out at day seven, the other seven days aren't as fun as you just would have taken a day off on day six. So, Well, it sounds like you've got a good life work balance going on and being able to teach and I mean, everything you're doing is education based. So, you know, being in front of students or being in front of your adoring fans who want to go where you want to go is a good kind of balance. And then being able to use common sense. You know, I've talked to a couple of people about this. It's kind of like planning backwards. What are going to be situations that could come up that we can be proactive about beforehand? Sounds like you're already kind of in that groove. Yes. And that's why we have a whole series on the don'ts of traveling. And the thing is, most people, when they see, oh, the don'ts of going to Paris, they, they think, oh, you're just going to talk about negative stuff. I'm like, no, 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 I talk about the don'ts, but it's it's some of it's like, don't forget to do this, but also don't waste your time at that. But also, hey, I, and what's nice, how I how I talk about it, you become more receptive because I'm being honest with them. Like, hey, here's some good, here's some bad, but here's some stuff you should really pay attention to. So it's got that nice balance so people are better prepared. 
because that's one thing as I, I've seen I mean I've seen like Jocelyn's had her wallet stolen when we traveling but didn't ruin our trip where some people like I had to pay for the butter and that they complain about that the next week on their trip They're like dude just you got to let these things go and that's why it's like if I can help people be prepared for if those hiccups happen and not let it ruin their trip because you know what people lose their passports all the time don't let it ruin your trip. You're going to go to the embassy. You're going to get an emergency one. It'll be okay. But still go out and enjoy things. You don't have to sit at your hotel going, why did I lose my passport? What happened? I hate this country. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't hate the country. Your passport got stolen. You, you might you might have dropped it. It happens. Go out and go see the Eiffel Tower too. Go in, go to the Coliseum. Go to Angkor Wat. It's okay. You can do that. Your passport will get back tomorrow. So... Well, Mark, I just, I feel like we need to know, A, how can we get tuned in and subscribed and make sure that your tips, your videos, your commentary are coming right into our inbox. So what's the best way to do that? So what I recommend, if you go to YouTube and you look up Walter's World, W-O-L-T-E-R-S, world you'll see me pop up look for a big round face with a beard and a ponytail and i'll be on there um if you look up any places in europe put like the don'ts of germany the don'ts of france the don'ts of going to japan you'll see us pop up there as well so you can find us there or you can go to our website at waltersworld.com and if you're hungry when you travel we actually have a food web a food channel called walters world eats where we talk about what you should eat when you go to different countries and different cities around the world and it's not telling you the exact restaurant to go to and what to order what it's telling you is this is the traditional food from there so when you go out to eat when you find your own restaurant you know what to order so you can find that at walter's world eats at on youtube as well and if you want to find us on instagram twitter facebook everywhere it's just at walter's world you'll find us now what about your son you talked about having a a youtube does he have a channel that we could go to So if you want to find Liam's channel, it's Liam Walters, L-I-A-M-W-O-L-T-E-R-S. He's on on YouTube and he does candy ranking videos. He does like good, fun little family kid stuff. So when he's been traveling around the world, he's had his friends from Italy and his cousins in Florida and and friends from around the world like in on his videos too. So you you can see him ranking. His last video was ranking finnish candy i brought back from him from finland and let me tell you no kids like finnish candy so it's pretty funny (laughs) that is hilarious i love it well mark i can't tell you how much i appreciate you being here and taking your time to share with us on speaking of travel i'm a big fan i get all your stuff comes right into my inbox it makes me happy every day and i feel like you being here and being a part of what what we're doing is a good match and i definitely want to make this a, a tradition Yes, I'd love to come back anytime. You just give me a call and I'll hop on. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for being on Speaking of Travel. Well, coming up next is Justin Bellamy. He's the founder of JB Media Group. He's the co-founder of the JB Media Institute and the DIY Tourism Marketing Workshop. And he's the publisher of RomanticAsheville.com. So we can say Justin is definitely a destination marketing thought leader. And he's going to share with us some guidance and knowledge and insight on creative ideas to help nonprofits move forward. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. 
Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Have you ever thought about how incredibly rewarding it is to be part of a nonprofit organization knowing you're making a difference? But if you're doing all this good work and no one knows about it, then who really is engaging? So how do you make a nonprofit sustainable and really be able to spread the word about its mission and engage new supporters and not to mention being more collaborative and productive and more efficient? My guest today is Justin Bellamy. He's the founder of the JB Media Group, co-founder of the JB Media Institute and the DIY Tourism Marketing Workshop, and he's the publisher of RomanticAsheville.com, which is Asheville's insider's travel guide when you're visiting the Western North Carolina mountains. And Justin is a travel industry leader, and he provides strategic direction and experience in the travel and tourism industry, and he's going to share with us how how he helps solve some challenges that nonprofits face. And Justin, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. Thanks for having me, Marilyn. I appreciate it. So Justin, I'm really curious about this because being a marketing person myself, I know that working with nonprofits is sometimes challenging. There's so many things that you want to be able to help them with. They have missions that they want to accomplish. Give us a little idea about some of the background that you have and how you were able to find a place that could really help nonprofits. Absolutely. You know, I, my, my background in marketing um, really, in a lot of ways, started close to tourism. You know, my, my very first marketing projects were related to a conference that my father started when I was in college which, you know, is a form of tourism, traveling for a, a, an event. In that case, it was a lifestyle conference that had education. And so I cut my teeth in marketing that. And around that same time, I started a travel guide that was a competitor to the, to the Romantic Asheville site that I eventually purchased in 2019, uh, as you mentioned. And then another early project that I had in marketing was uh, a, tempor- a temporary position at the um, Explore Asheville Convention and Visitors Bureau, helping them with their digital advertising. Around that same time, I also joined the board of a local nonprofit, which was a theater. So not necessarily directly in the tourism sector, but they were trying to appeal to locals and tourists to try to fill their seats. Uh, so I, I uh, while, on, while on that board, um, one of the things I tried to do was figure out how to help them with their marketing, even though it wasn't an official role, it was more of a volunteer position. So between all those different things, um, and then when I shortly after that started my agency, uh, JB Media Group, which you mentioned as well, you know, we, we were in tourism. We were interested in helping organizations, including nonprofits. So we quickly kind of uh, started to figure out the intersection. Um, and so um, one of the things that I was wanting to talk about today was 
something we learned during that time. You know, one of our very first clients when I started JV Media Group was the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area, which is an organization I think you know pretty well, but um, I can just share briefly who and what they are. They're a regional nonprofit. They get a lot of their funding from the federal government to do uh, support sustaining the heritage of our, our region of Western North Carolina. It really overlaps quite closely with the area we cover with Romantic Asheville. And they do a lot of grants, but they also support tourism marketing for that region um, around different aspects of, of history and, and, and heritage. And anytime we're working with a nonprofit, whether their money comes from grants or donors or both, I always feel a little cautious about spending that money on advertising. Because with, as you know, a lot of marketers know, um, advertising is a bit of a guessing game. It's hard sometimes to know what exactly is working and which types of advertising are overpriced or inflated. And you know, there's a, a common uh, there's a common saying in the marketing world that 50% of advertising works. You just don't know which 50% it is. And anytime you think about talking to trying to convince a board or a staff to spend money when you don't know if 50% of it's going to work. That, that's a tricky proposition. So with Blue Ridge Heritage Area, we um, help them get onto this program called the Google for Nonprofit Program, which unlocks a, another program called the Google Ad Grant. And that is a, for no, most nonprofits, there's only a few that don't qualify. The tourism ones always qualify. It is a, it's a program that allows you to have $10,000 a month in free Google advertising. And free advertising is great when you don't know what's going to work because you get to experiment with it. So with Blue Ridge Heritage Area, I got to copy a lot of the strategies that I had done when I was working at the Asheville Convention and Visitors Bureau, and they had a similar size paid budget to what we got for the nonprofit for free. So we got to try things out like a general leaf, fall leaf color promotion, which did extremely well, and promotions for their heritage music events. And promotions for general attractions that they have on their website, like things along the Blue Ridge Parkway and other um, area attractions that don't have a lot of competition as far as advertising, but they had good content about. And that ended up working really well. They, they've consistently received the majority of that, that grant of the $10,000 a month since, I think since 20, 2013, it's been almost 10 years. So probably close to a million dollars in free advertising that they've received in that time period. Um, you know, they're an example, they're a standout example, but we've also done work with arboretums, museums, heritage regions, smaller regional heritage regions, and then lots of nonprofits that aren't in tourism as well. So I'm a big fan of the program and really proud of our work in the area. So that's one of the things I wanted to share today. I am really impressed that, A, Google is giving out this money to nonprofits and that you and your company is savvy enough to know that a service that is important for these nonprofits is knowing how to how to get that grant and move with it to make it successful. So what would you say, Justin, to somebody who's listening who has a nonprofit to be able to get more information about how to get in get into this kind of program? Sure. Well, we actually have on our website a, a full guide, a full free resource called our, our Guide to the Google Grant Program. You can find it easily on the JB Media Group website. It's part of our resource drop-down menu. And that gives a good overview of the program. We're continuing to add new pages to that guide to help understand different questions people have about it. But you also can just go to Google for, Google for nonprofits. If you're a nonprofit, if you work with or are part of a board or have friends who will work for one, 
they can just try to get to the, it's very simple application. It's a, it's not a grant like you have to fill out a grant application. It's really more like a program sign up. You sign up for the Google for Nonprofits program first. There's a verification process, which is pretty simple. Once you're in, then you have to, you can use about five or six different free services that they have. The one that we like the best is the Google grant because it's the free advertising. So once you get into the main program, the Google for Nonprofits, then you can um, set up your Google grant. And that's a little bit more technical. And that's where we usually step in and help. So you have to understand Google AdWords and then the specific rules and, and restrictions of that grant program, which are, you know, they don't, they don't allow you to use all the features um, and they don't allow you to use all different types of ads that the full paid program offers. So yeah, we can help with that. Um, or you can try if you have someone on your team or, or volunteer who knows Google AdWords, it's easy for them to set up as well. Oh, that sounds really great. And a wonderful tip too, for people who are, you know, looking at how can we get more visitors, donors, volunteers, and especially in the travel and tourism industry, still such an emerging industry. Well, Justin, I can't thank you enough for coming back on Speaking of Travel and filling us in on something that many people might not even know about. So it's good to, you know, when we talk about collaboration, be able to bring up all these different different things that are going on and you're right there in the middle of it. So thank you so much again for supporting Speaking of Travel and being a guest and, and having your team be a part of Speaking of Travel as well. It's really been a, it's a great partnership. Thank you. We appreciate the partnership and the opportunity for our Romantic Asheville partners to be on the show as well. Well, I am loving getting to know so many people here in Western North Carolina who are doing some really cool things. Well, thank you again to Justin Bellamy for being here on Speaking of Travel. You know, a lot of people are thinking about traveling this holiday season, and air travel is always an exciting and fun way to go. But we all know it can sometimes be confusing if you maybe haven't traveled by air in a while, or especially if you've never flown before. So it's always a good idea to be prepared. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport, and she is going to fill us in on some important info to put your mind at rest and allow you to have your best trip ever. So stay tuned. Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across Western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Hi, this is Katie from Barn Door Cider Works, and we're excited to take you on a trip to northern Spain. Limited to only eight guests, our tour offers an intimate exploration of the thriving food culture, deep historical roots, captivating landscapes, and an endless list of intriguing places found in this amazing region of the world. You'll visit out-of-the-way spots, meet with locals, learn about the food and drink culture directly from local producers, 
and visit historical places that provide insight into the people and the cultures of Asturias and the Basque Country. My sister Nancy and I have visited the region numerous times and have strong connections to the people and places included on our tour. Visit our website for photos, itineraries, costs, and more information. ExploreNorthernSpain.com. Thanks! Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like On Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So I just came back from a fairly big trip, and I can tell you it's a really, really good idea to be prepared. The good news is there are some essential steps you can take before you even get to the airport to ensure you can relax and and know that you're totally prepared, because you never know what to expect. You really need to be on top of what you can do to be proactive and make traveling a breeze. Well, joining me today to share some important things to do to plan ahead and organize yourself beforehand is Tina Kinsey, Vice President of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And let's face it, Tina, sometimes air travel can be kind of crazy. So fill us in. Thank you so much for being here on maybe what we can do to not feel so crazy. Absolutely. So thank you. Uh, Always a pleasure to chat with you, Marilyn. And travel, I think when I was thinking about this topic today, I thought, you know, we always need to be prepared for the expected and for the unexpected. There's only so much we can control in the travel process, we being the traveler. And so, you know, the, the things we can do are you know, make our list, check it twice, make sure we've got everything we need packed and ready to go, um, especially your ID. Um, I have a little bit of a nightmare story myself. Um, I'm a savvy seasoned traveler. And for the first time in my entire life, I arrived for a recent trip at the airport and I had switched purses and my driver's license was not there. Uh, However, I had followed the rule and arrived two hours before my flight and I was flying locally. So I'm just, you know, 15 minutes away from the airport. So I had time to hop back in my car and zip home and find my ID and come back. Uh, So that's kind of an extreme example. But, you know, check, check that you've got everything that you need, including your ID and arrive two hours before your flight, because unexpected things can happen like that. But that two hours gives you time to find a parking spot and, you know, arrive inside the airport and check your luggage if you need to, wait in line, go through security, get a little something to eat, uh, make it to your gate without uh, stress, you know, and stress can really wreck a travel day. So you have some control over over that part of the travel day, I believe, if you just plan ahead and give yourself enough time. Well, I'm glad we're talking about time because I still talk to people, Tina, believe it or not, in this day and age who still have this mindset that they can get to the airport 
you know, an hour before their flight. And I'm like, you know, that's not what I'm hearing. And it's certainly not what I'm experiencing. Giving yourself that two hours, even a little bit more. What I have found is that airports are really becoming so much more accommodating to people having comfortable stays with like at your airport, you've got the restaurant, you've got shopping, a little shopping, local shopping, and you've got an art gallery. There are things that people can do while they're at the airport, right? Absolutely. And, you know, the good news is in Asheville, we are expanding our terminal and we'll be talking about that more soon because we are so busy uh, and travelers do need amenities. They do need things to do and places to park themselves, you know, while they're waiting. You know, if we're if we're telling you to come two hours early, we better be ready for you two hours early, you know, so but. You know, we also do pop-up events and we have roaming therapy dogs with their owners who roam through the airport to say hello. And, you know, we, we really do try to welcome everyone that, uh, to the airport. Um, we're glad you're there. We want the travel experience to be positive, you know, so plan ahead and we will too. Well, let's touch on and another thing about security was we were talking about security because there are a couple of things people can do, especially beforehand. Go to, you know, there is a TSA website that you can visit that tells you what you can bring and what not to bring and how to be prepared. But there are a couple of things in regard to security and ID with this, you know, the real ID coming up and that TSA check. Talk a little bit about those two things. Sure. So these are processes that travelers need to be aware of. First, thanks for bringing up Real ID. This has been in the news for years, but that deadline is coming and that it's coming in May 2023, I believe. And what it means is the only kind of driver driver's license that will be acceptable to go through TSA screening to board a plane is a real ID, which means you don't just go to the DMV and get a regular driver's license. You have to provide a little bit more information. It's not hard to do. It's documentation everybody should have. It's just a matter of gathering it and, um, you know, getting a new license that's called a real ID. And then when you get it, you'll know it's the right one because in North Carolina, it will have a little a little star on the actual driver's license. Um, but visit the DMV website. It will tell you all about uh, the documentation that you need. It is not hard to do, just as easy as renewing your driver's license that we all have to do anyway. So that's number one. And then the you mentioned TSA PreCheck. That is a program the TSA offers so that they do, they pre-check you. They they look and do a, a background check and look into you ahead of time and you pay for this service and then you are issued what's known as a known traveler number. And then you can go through an expedited screening lane at the airport when you are flying. And so that really does help because then you don't have to take your shoes off your belt. Uh, you don't have to take anything out of your bag and you just zip right through. Well, Tina, that's 
really good information. And again, you know, being a, a savvy traveler today, you want to have, you want to be able to be prepared and to be on top of things. How can we be on top of things with what's happening at the Asheville Regional Airport, get more information and sign up for all this news that's going to be coming out over the next couple of months? Yes, absolutely. Visit us on our website, flyavl.com, and you right on our homepage, you can sign up to receive our monthly e-newsletter called Window Seat, and uh, you can you can find that on the homepage in our social hub. Well, Tina, thank you again. It's always a pleasure. I'll look forward to our next time being able to catch up and always appreciate all your travel tips and just being at the Asheville Airport. I want to give a big shout out the team that you have over there, everybody from check-in to restaurant work, everybody, the whole place has a, a really nice vibe. So good work, you guys. I will share that compliment. All right. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Mark and Justin for being on Speaking of Travel. So do you ever feel like sometimes you just want to be another person and you're having a hard time navigating what's good out there in the world today? The best remedy I discovered is traveling by myself. I knew I would be challenged to do it, maybe even a little scared. There would be no one to hold me accountable or help me map out where I was going. It's just going to be me. But I did it, and I have to say I'm pretty proud of myself. I made my way all around. I ate at some amazing little places off the beaten path. I met some lovely local folks, and I went to a big show. Traveling by myself was intoxicating. There were so many growth opportunities, and it was really cool to be able to go wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Today, I feel it's not so scary getting out of my comfort zone, and I know this is going to be a new tradition for me. And I can do it. You can do it. We all can do it. And we should get out there and try it. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 